Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. It's 105 at Edmonton. Oilers Now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Just before we went to break, we did... Oilers now game day trivia for St. Albert's Source for Sports, your hockey headquarters for over 35 years. The question uh, with the Oilers playing the Minnesota Wild, Bill Guerin's the general manager. Uh, it was a big trade at the time. The Oilers sent Jason Arnott and defenseman Brian Muir to uh, New Jersey for Bill Guerin. And who was the other player that came? And Brendan Escott, and the answer is? Valeri Zelopukin. Uh, Valerie Zelopukin, who was a member of the 95 Devils Stanley Cup Championship team. And who got the correct answer? Going by Geo. Nice work, Geo. There you have it. All right. Uh, we are going to tell you that you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. And uh, momentarily, we're going to head out to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. We will tell you our Oilers Now headliner daily brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today, three locations in the Edmonton region to serve you. So we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show Edmonton's sporting icon, the one, the only, George LaRock. Hello, George. How you doing? Awesome, Bob. How about you? I'm okay, but I'm a little nervous, and I'll tell you why. The Edmonton Oilers play the Minnesota Wild, who just picked up Ryan Reeves. They already have Marcus Foligno and Jordan Greenaway. They got a kid named Mason Shaw out of the Western League that's got some bite. Even uh, Connor Dewar out of the WHL plays with a little bit of pep. They picked up Middleton last year at the trade deadline from San Jose. He's a tough guy. Bill Guerin's got a tough team. And guess what, George? Last year, the Oilers lost three, all three games to Minnesota. And they were outscored 16 to 5 in those games. 16 to 5. So I'm going to pose the question to you, George. Do you believe that you still, that the Edmonton Oilers could use some toughness uh, on their team right now? You watch the Oilers play. What do you think? Of course they do. Like, first of all, I don't understand the Rangers' move. The Rangers' move, they have so much skills and such good players that. After they got Ryan Reed, they didn't get roughed up anymore. Nothing ever happened with the Capitals. Now they trade him. Wait till you see how people are going to play the Rangers now because they have no one. Now if you look at a team like, like Minnesota, Minnesota, like Bill Guerin, knows what it's like to have a tough guy because in his era, he's always had one. And I remember looking after him when he played in Edmonton. But you look at Minnesota with the skill players they have, with Kapusov and all these guys, they're going to have even more room. In Edmonton, if you look at in Edmonton now, um, you, you know, you have two of the best centers in, in the NHL, and you want Donald Nurse to stay on the ice, and he doesn't have that intimidating factor that some of the other guys could have. And you want him to play anyway, because, and you don't want him to mix it up with these guys, because if he gets hurt, he's in the top pairs in Edmonton, right? So it, it makes a big difference. It's funny, because... People keep saying that, oh, we don't want fighting in a game and we don't need any fighters. But the team that does, ask the players the difference what it makes. Just Jack, I had an interview last week with uh, Cofield. And Cofield was saying how 
since he's in the lineup, how the players, they feel more comfortable and they have more room. And it's Jack Eyes, a rookie that never was penciled in to make the team. And somebody that came in that did a decent job about couple, against a couple guys, and now the guys, they feel like they have some room. And it's Jack Eyes. Imagine like a guy like Ryan Reeves. The thing that I don't like now, Bob, is not, now when Minnesota is going to play team, especially when they're going to play Edmonton, they're going to be even more physical. And they'll be, they won't be afraid to take liberties because all these guys, and even those secondary top guys that they have, those middleweights, they're going to be even tougher because Ryan Reeves is there. And that makes the big difference in an 82-game season. Yeah, I, I, Edmonton plays, George, Edmonton plays Minnesota three times in the next seven games. As you know, uh, Calgary is hosting Montreal tonight. The Habs are in Edmonton Saturday in the early game. But three of Edmonton's next seven, seven, seven games are against Minnesota. The Oilers were outscored 16-5 to five by Minnesota last year. Now, they don't have Kevin Fiala. And there are, what would you say to the people that say, George, you're too old school. You intimidate now with your power play. Edmonton's got a chance to do something that hasn't been done in 30 years. Four straight years of 25% or better on the power play. Now, Edmonton's power play was first or second for most of the year. It's dropped to six by mere percentage points just because they've gone on a one for nine run. But what would you say to those people that say you can intimidate, uh, you what you're talking about, George? How would you respond? Because we are getting those, a few of those, most of the tech are like, Bob, the order's got to add toughness. But there are a couple of the uh, more analytically driven texters that say, no, you can intimidate the power player. How would you respond to that? Well, first of all, I would tell them to all the, all the teams in the NHL uh, right now and their composition of them. And uh, you look at, just look at Washington. Washington, Tom Wilson, he's not a heavyweight, but he's tough enough that Ovechkin and all these guys, they have a lot of room because people know that he's there. Every team that has one, the thing is, is that guys like Luchik, Reeves, and, and Wilson, it's like, it's a top three category, but this team that have guys that could mix it up, that brings enough respect that guys don't take liberties against these teams. And that makes a big difference. It's like people that are saying that they have to understand that, yes, you need guys that could play now, not just the guy that is there two minutes just to fight, but... If you talk to the team, talk to players, they will tell you that having a guy that could look after them makes a big difference and gives them more room out there. But the thing is, when people are watching, they don't always understand that because they're not playing. Anyone that has played the game at a high level would understand the impact that does. When somebody is out there in the bench and you play, you know in the back of your mind that somebody is out there looking out for you. So it's easier to do your job because, you know, if somebody takes a cheap shot, he's going to look after it. And, you know, other team will refrain themselves of, of going like the extra mile to hurt you, knowing that they're going to have to respond to their act because of the code, because there's a code in the NHL. And we saw it when, when Tom Wilson roughed up Tanner in, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, actually the year before last year, when he roughed him up and he flexed his, his muscle and fell on the bench. You knew the Rangers had to answer to it, even though they had no toughness. And it's Brendan Smith that fought him because he's the only guy that, that, that was closest you know, to, to a tough guy they had that answered the bell with him. And he was a smaller guy. But if you have a big guy, Tom Wilson doesn't do that. He does. And he never did that when Ryan Reeves was there. He was so silent. 
I don't even think he threw one body check when they played the Rangers. And that's the impact that that has because as long as hockey is there's going to be body check, it's going to be physical, the intimidator part is always going to be a big part of hockey, and people have to understand that. George LaRock joining us. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers. Now, George, what I would say is this. like the Edmonton clearly misses Evander Kane, and he can play in the top six. But when you have McDavid and Dreisaitl can play 22 minutes, that affords you the luxury. Since you're only playing some of the fourth-line guys six minutes a game anyways, that affords you the luxury of having a hammer on the fourth line. A guy, and, and you know, it's funny, I've mentioned Zach McEwen multiple times. I'm told that's John Tortorella's favorite player, and he's not super tough. He's not a top five heavyweight in the league, but he can skate, and he hits, and he gets in the face of players, and he provides a presence, and he will fight. And, you know, he's playing 12, I think he's playing 11 to 12 minutes a game right now for the Flyers. And that's maybe the type of guy I'm thinking, like, even when Kane comes back, I don't want Kane fighting coming off that wrist injury, George. But I do think, George, you know how I feel on this, especially because they've got Connor and Leon. If And I don't want to see Nurse. Nurse can fight a guy if it's a 22-minute-a-game player. But he can't be fighting Ryan Reeves, who plays eight minutes a game. You know what I mean, George? You're 100% right. And you know every time teams are playing the Oilers, they want to hit uh, saddle and McDavid, right? And the Oilers have no one to answer it. And even even the Kane, the guys, they know that even when he comes back, he won't be able to throw it because this is hurt. When he comes back, he's not going to be his rest, not going to be 100% of up strength. So he can't get into a fight and get it worse, and because he's going to break it right away. He's going to come back. He'll still be a bit of uncomfort, but they're not going to recommend him to drop in the glove. So guys, they know that. So you take that other dimension of of even the Kane that can, and then. It, it, it leaves no one. And that's the thing. It, like, what did the Oilers do when they had Wayne Gretzky? They took Dave Semenko to look after him. Now, you Wayne Gretzky is Conor McDavid, and they have nothing. And you know what? You can't do, you can't ever, if something happened, go with regret. Oh, I should have. I should have. Because if you do, it's going to be too late. It's better to prevent than being sorry. And now they have the chance to, to do the right thing. And you know, I know goaltending thing in Edmonton was a hard thing to get, and it's still thing when we thought we had the right one. It's hard, but getting a, a guy that can look after your top players, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong getting one because it doesn't matter if you get one. If you get one that only plays four minutes a game, five, six, doesn't matter. If you bring somebody out there, see how fast Connor is, look how much faster he's going to be because he's going to have even more room because guy will be more reluctant about hitting him high or hitting him dirty. Well, I think the maddest you ever got, George, made it might have been with Rob Ray because you weren't in the lineup and he took some liberties of Doug Waite, right? Like that was, you were out and you went, the next time you went into Buffalo, that's kind of when you, you know, became a guy around the league where people like, oh, I don't know actually, if I want to wait, you know, get. Actually, the Rob Ray fight was actually, it, it was, uh, it was crazy because I was a rookie. And uh, that game that I played on, um, we were in Edmonton, and at the end of the third period, Rob Ray kind of roughed up Bill Guerin and, and, and Doug Waite, like after a whistle. When he roughed them up, he got 10, he got kicked out of the game. So I was a rookie, and I don't really know how the media worked back then, and my English was pretty bad. Okay. So the media went after me after the game. They're like, so George, uh, what did you think of Rob Ray? And I was like, I can't believe he didn't, 
he did that to his star players. He's going to pay for it next time I play him. You know, I said that, and I'm a rookie. So when I said that, the media, like, they, they put the big headline in the papers, how, how I was going to make him pay back, I was gonna, there's going to be payback and, and everything that I said. So I didn't know that the media was going to do that because I had no experience with the media. And then they did a countdown for the next time we're playing Buffalo in Buffalo. Bob, I was shitting my pants. I was scared shitless. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. I, I said, I scared one of the toughest guys in the league. I'm a rookie. He's the one to take my head off. I can't believe I did that. Even my cousin, my cousin that played for Buffalo is like, George, why did you say that? Buffalo, uh, uh, Rob Ray's mad at you. And then Rob Ray laughed at me when the media asked him about what I said. He said, what is he going to do, beat me up? So I was like, I'm a rookie. I got a veteran mad, and I have to fight him now. So, Bob, I wasn't mad. I was petrified. So when I went in Buffalo, and then, and then I wait for him to win on the ice, man, and I just, man, I just closed my eyes, and I just went on. And you're right that after that fight, uh, my name went across the league, and people were like, okay, uh, the Laurent kid is pretty tough. It's after that fight that my name started. But, man, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I thought that he was so mad at me that he was going to have the upper hand. But maybe because I was so scared that I did so good because, man, I didn't know, man. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, George LaRock, one final question for you, George, and it pertains to the Montreal Canadiens. They're in Calgary tonight. The Oilers are in Minnesota. The Oilers play the Habs on Saturday. What? Uh, should the Oilers be expecting when they uh, face Montreal for the first time this season on Saturday, George? So, it's pretty simple. And I want the Oilers to win this game. If you shut down one lane, one line, you're going to win. That's it. All the veterans are sleeping on that team. Nobody is scoring other than Suzuki and Caulfield. And the power play is not working either because playing a power play. So, uh, be aggressive and contain the first line. If you do that, you win the game. Because the the, the big problem right now is the rookies are carrying this team, which doesn't make sense. Everyone else is totally invincible. So with the speed that Yaller has and stuff, physical play, they're going to be okay because, you know, they have more depth and a lot of scoring and, you know, a lot of inexperienced D-men out there. With, with the speed of Connor and, and Vicedo, they'll be, they'll be able to... Uh, abuse them like offensively but it's just that you know those two guys those two rookies are impressive what they could do they're really good but after them there's nothing george awesome stuff love the energy thank you for joining us on oilers now anytime brother anytime that is Edmonton sporting icon, uh, former heavyweight champion of the National Hockey League, George LaRock. It is 120 in Edmonton. We will, we've asked you all show long your thoughts on this as well. Uh, do the Oilers need more toughness? And we do this because Edmonton's playing Minnesota. Maybe it's, to me, this is a tough matchup. I know Mark Spector referred to this quote unquote as a scheduling loss. We'll see what happens. But last year, the Wild had the Oilers numbers. Uh, we'll head off to a break and come back and get to your text on the Ashley Fine Flores text line when we return. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper, Brendan Escott with you. Brendan, uh, yes, this show's called Oilers Now. We'll, we'll get to some business here in the next five minutes, but we'd be remiss without mentioning Canada does not pick up a point. Uh, they lost today 2-1 to one to Morocco. 
Um, Canada finished uh, top of CONCACAF ahead of the United States and Mexico is a major step forward. They do have 13 players, 25 and under. Uh, including many of their best players. Uh, but your overall assessment, I know you watched part of the game, on uh, Canada's performance at the World Cup. Certainly disappointing. I think when they came out of the gates the way they did against Belgium, um, hopes were high. And uh, seeing them on this stage in this light is absolutely fantastic in terms of the tone that it sets. I can't wait to watch the Carter effect, uh, that you know the way that basketball grew in Canada. Uh, I can't wait for that to take effect here um, as a result of all of this. And, and you know what? Despite the fact that they didn't really muster much in terms of excitement on the scoreboard I think that they've really again set a different precedent for our expectations of the men's program here and uh, we gotta you know also separate the fact that the women's program has been at this stage for a very long time as well yeah well there's that's also because there's a bunch of countries in this world that don't care about women and so they don't take women's soccer nearly as seriously as a country like Canada. And they take a look at it, who's at the top of uh, the proverbial food chain in women's soccer and take a look at who's conspicuously absent. And it shouldn't surprise you. And that's where I'm often conflicted with what FIFA is representing because they'll take money uh from countries that want to compete in the men's and don't place any emphasis at all on having good teams in uh, in, in women's soccer. Um, it, it, the depth is far greater at this stage as a result in the men's game. Uh, and Canada men's program is nowhere near at the level yet of the Canadian women's program, and we'll see where that goes over the night. But again, 13 players. It's, it's, you know, uh, Alfonso missing a penalty kick early in the game against Belgium and then the way that they were struck for a goal against. Uh, and, you know, they, they probably deserved a better fate in that game. Um, I think it's got to be stated that they were outplayed and, and outclassed, not in terms of how they conducted themselves on the pitch, but in terms of the caliber of the players. Uh, in the last two games, like, you know, Morocco, they hit the post today or hit the crossbar, had a chance to tie it. Uh, but I did think Morocco is on a whole, uh, had better technical class than Canada. And clearly, uh, that was the case against Croatia as well. All right. Let's get to quick hitters here. We'll tell you for 50 years, Edmonton's destination for the celebration for the census is Japanese Village. Multiple locations in the Edmonton area to serve you. You can reserve today at jvedmonton.ca. Don and his staff will look after you. We're going to go into the orders now. Injury report. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. Over 250 years worth of experience with the lawyers there, and they'll get you the best results. And uh, the injury report tonight uh, is is of significance. Of course, Evander Kane out with their wrist uh, uh, laceration and the significant cut. He's out a while. Um, Connor Yamamoto was on the trip. I don't know if he's going to play tonight against uh, Minnesota, maybe against Montreal on Saturday. He's been out with an upper body challenge. Uh, McLeod is out. He's on IR with a lower body injury. And Fogel listed at least right now as day-to-day. Neither McLeod nor Fogel are on the trip. Of note for Minnesota, Jonas Brodin, who's done a good job going head-to-head against Connor McDavid. He's not scheduled to play tonight. At least uh, wasn't. Who knows, maybe that changes. He is now going on the uh, Wilds road trip. Uh, Hartman, who scored 34 goals last year at 65 points, is out for Minnesota, along with Brandon Duhame, who's a real intense player. 
Uh, we do want to tell you that the boys at Brent Ridge Ford did such a great job selling their trucks and SUVs that they're in need of more. You can trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright. Whatever works best for you. Remember, if you're a 2023 truck from Brent Ridge Ford, your interest rate can be locked in as low as 3.99%. Uncle Belt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6058. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetasquin. Of course, keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line at 780-496-0063. Bob, uh, this is Fletch from Calgary. Ken Holland has two objectives all year. Trade for some truculents and get a right winger to play of 97. No, Bob, that isn't Paul Yarvey. One goal in 22 games, minus 10, 3 million bucks. The Oilers need to trade him already. That comes to us from uh, Fletch. Bob, I had to go quickly watching George LaRock work over George Ray, uh, Rob Ray, and George whooped you know what's butt, and that's uh, uh, Rob Ray. Yeah, it was a pretty lopsided battle back in the day. Uh, Bob, please have George on more often. He is a lovely, lovely man. Bob, I don't feel our losses have had anything to do with the lack of physicality. Best example are the New Jersey games. Well, that's. That's the other end of the argument. Now, they do play Minnesota three times in the next seven games. Let's maybe see where they're at after that. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson and John Shannon when we return on Oilers Now.